Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here with Brooke Davis from Beleza Salon and Spa in Knoxville, Tennessee. So Brooke is an educator and stylist, colorist, so we have lots to talk about today. So first of all, we haven't done this in a while on the podcast, but I thought with you it might be fun. Um, What is the last show that you binge watched? Oh, Stranger Things. Okay. Have you done all of season three already? I have like a couple left. Okay. That and Big Little Lies. I'm kind of binged on that too. Big Little Lies I'm like hooked on as well, but it's so serious that I'm like, I want to wait till they're all out. So we watched the first episode of season two and then I'm like, I've got to wait. I think until it's all out because I want to watch it like. Yeah. Back to back to back. It's so good. Okay. Um, So I want to talk about your story of how you started in the beauty industry. So you are a Tennessee School of Beauty graduate. Yes. Um, So we were talking earlier, graduated in like 2004. 2004. So when did you decide that you wanted to do hair? Is it something like you always knew you wanted to do? Yes, I did. I would always do my friend's hair growing up. Um, Anytime, you know, they wanted their hair curled or styled or braided, I always had an idea or a creative, you know, outlook on it. And so I was not afraid to be like, let me do your hair. And so it kind of grew from there but I also was kind of intimidated to tell my parents I want to be a hairdresser because they were kind of like really because I lived in a small town I grew up in Morristown so you know the industry was not like it is now it wasn't booming or thriving and it was just a lot of little blue haired salons Mm -hmm. and so you know I dreamed bigger though and I tried to prove to them like you know just let me do this let me do it so I did do a few years of college um, at Walter State and I was you know, seeing an advisor every six months because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I kind of <laughs> just want to be a hairdresser. <laughs> and so then I finally took the plunge and enrolled at TSP. So were yeah. they supportive of it once you finally told them or was it like sort kind of, of like a, a weird conversation? I, it was kind of weird. They were kind of like, you're on your own. Yeah. Because they had already paid for school and I had already like taken all their money from yeah. that and done nothing. And so I think they were kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think it's like beauty school. Here we go. And then I ended up loving it because I was actually doing my passion. And then I, I just loved it even more the more I got into it. And so I think after I graduated and a couple of years, they were like, okay, she's working at a nice salon. She's, this may be a thing. We'll yeah. see. And so has there been a moment since then that they've been like, oh, absolutely. my goodness, you made the right choice. Like, we're so proud of what yes. you've, how you've grown your business and traveling and all of that stuff. Have they, like, come out and said that at this point? Or Yes, and that kind of makes me blush because it is so <laughs> sweet. My dad did send me just, actually, it's funny you asked that, just a few years ago, I got this big, long email from my dad who was, like, Mr., like, anti-emotional. Yeah. And it was like, I just want to let you know I'm really proud of you. Like, I never thought you'd really be this type of hairdresser, like, oh. traveling and you know, successful and, you know, buying your first big home or your first car on your own. And, you know, so I was like, finally, he realizes I made it. And I'm not just doing like roller sets on the side for, you know, minimum wage. Yeah. I mean, I talk to people all the time that are in here and they have such a similar story of the the conversation of saying like, I don't want to do traditional college or I don't want to go the path Mm -hmm. that like either I'm on or that you want me to go into. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to talk about those moments of like, 
there is a light at the end of the tunnel where For it sure. does come full circle and then they're, they're proud of you and seeing like how hard you've worked and and all of that i think it's important and i love that you said he's like not emotional so he emailed you yeah he emailed me yeah yeah he couldn't tell me face to face yeah such really a man right that. no i feel like that's my dad as well so i really love that he sent you an email like in the subject yeah. like proud and of i you. remember thinking you know what I, and i remember my dad one day like kind of telling me yeah, you know, I got a raise at work, I'm, you know, and he didn't really tell me exactly the bracket he was bringing home, and I thought, I think I'm in your bracket. That's I finally think awesome. I'm in your bracket. And I kind of wanted to be like, just so you know, we're making the same money. Yeah. But <laughs> and you have an MBA. It's such a good feeling, <laughs> right? though, and it's it not was. Like braggy or whatever. It was, like, and I just was like, look at me. Yeah. Like, you didn't think I'd be here, and I'm here, and I'm doing better than you thought I would yeah. be doing. Yeah. And I think it's so important, because like I said, the students that are listening to this or people that are thinking about coming into this, like, this is a hard conversation. And I, I'll sit in this office with them, and they're like, I'm going over finances, going over financial aid. And, you know, I'm like, well, is your family helping you with this? Or are you kind of on your own? And I hear constantly, like, no, I did traditional college, so I'm on my own for this. So I need to figure out, you know, how to do it. And it, it breaks my heart because I wish that parents would be more supportive and understanding of, like, really what you can do in this industry. Um, that does not come out come without a work ethic, like, the work ethic that you have. For sure. So there's a lot that has to be there's put in to get that. Exactly. So <laughs> when we'll get into kind of what you're doing there um, mm-hmm. as well, but I, I just think that that's an important um, story to share because I think that it's something that a lot of people are still facing, even yeah. though the industry is so different than it was. I think that that's still kind of the 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 idea that parents have is like steel magnolias you know it's just like that kind of idea that was my dad you just described him yeah total judgmental like great she's gonna be curling iron and hair for like 850 yeah exactly but look at where you are and one of the things i mean you and i've had this conversation before but um even in beauty school i mean you kind of stuck to yourself a little bit so i want to talk about what beauty school was like for you what age you were at coming into this and and kind of you know the things that were challenging for you in beauty school and any tips that you can give for somebody to kind of get through that okay so beauty school for me was like social hour not gonna lie I made so many friends and it was so much fun it was sometimes hard to stay focused I was 23 and finally like I need to get it together like it's kind of now or never so you know I definitely had fun and definitely missed a few Saturdays for some football <laughs> games. Um, but, you know, Mr. Brown reeled that back in pretty quick. But, I um, I mean, I think I, it took me a little bit longer than I hoped for. But, you know, to know that I was done and I was finished, it was such a good feeling when you start to see that, oh, my gosh, I have a 1,000 hours, only 500 more and I'm there. And yeah. then the light is shining at the end of the tunnel and you're like, I, I can do this. So, um, you know, be on time. Come, come to school when you're supposed to be here, and the faster you get done, the faster you're on your path to your career. And so, for me, that was not my strength in the moment. I was young, and I had FOMO like the worst ever. I was so afraid of missing out on anything on a Saturday, or, you know, like, I was like, oh my gosh, but somebody's going here on Saturday, I can't miss out. And then once I realized that was really slowing me down here, it was a, that was definitely one of my biggest regrets. And so it kind of like kicked me in gear to be like, I have to be present to yeah. be finished mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And um, I also was still a little uneasy about, is this really going to, you know, am I really going to be successful? Is this really what I'm going to do? Because I think I was a little discouraged from my parents or society in general, really. Yeah. You know, not respecting the industry the way I looked at it. And so um, I just stuck with it because it was just, in my, it, the, again, the passion took over. And I thought, you know what, I just, I have to prove it to myself and everybody that, 
this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's really important. I try to tell the students this to like have a mantra or have something that you are like a goal that you're going to give yourself to get through this and just remind yourself like whether it is like you know that you want to go to whatever salon it is and you just have in your mind like I'm going to pop in there I'm going to go stop by there I'm going to spend shadow days there like just getting yourself into that mindset of being a hairstylist I think while you're in school is really really important Um, I know that our students would be welcome to come into Blaze at any time um, to hang out and I did that and also too like Find your buddy in school that is also on the same path you're on because it's you're easily sucked into negativity. Yes. You can easily be sucked in when somebody's like, oh, I don't want to be here. And you're like, oh, me either. But really you do, and you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so if you can you know, navigate to the people who are you know, more career-driven and more ethically driven to finish and to be something – that's who you want to be around. Yeah. So pick, you know, pick your people wisely for sure because that's where I definitely feel like when I started at Beleza, um, I hung with those people because I want to be at the top. Yeah, exactly. Know? And I think that starting that trend in beauty school, like Michael Cole kind of talks about this as far as like how bad the break room can be. And if you're spending your time sure. in the break room, then you're losing money. You're Absolutely. missing out. It's a negative. Like the break room is like a Somebody's bad. Somebody's always in there complaining. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it's easy to get sucked it's into that. So I think in. like people need to think of beauty school as like this is my this is my starting point at my in my career yeah. at my job wherever and start to yeah. get into those good habits like early on yeah this is like year one of college I know and that's kind of what we try to explain it as is like this is the step one and then next is going into the salon so how did you find Blaza have you only been at Blaza since you left did you work at any other salons I have never worked at another salon I interviewed at a couple salons in Knoxville and the vibe I personally felt when I walked in for all three um one of those being Blaza um, it just wasn't suitable for me. I also really wanted to do everything and specialize in everything. I did not want to departmentalize. I wanted to cut and color and do all the things. Because at the time, I thought, how do I even know what I'm good at? I've yeah. only done it for 10 months. Yeah. I have no idea if I'm going to be a good hair cutter or a good colorist. And that still is, to this day, ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm stronger in color. Sometimes I'm stronger in cutting. Um so I just, you know, I walked in and there's smiley faces, very like happy people. And I thought, man, I, I'm not intimidated. Yeah. I actually am like excited to be here. And people have walked up to me and said, you look nice or hi, I'm mm-hmm. so-and-so. And I was like, oh my God, everybody's so friendly. Yeah. So from that point on, I thought, this is it. Yeah. And I didn't get the phone call from Marwan after I interviewed. So I called him and I said, I need to know if I have the job. And he was like, yeah, you have the job. And I was like, yes. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I made that phone call. That's so awesome. Yeah. Like, did have you ever talked to him about whether oh, that yeah. was, like, the plan? And he, like, were you already hired? Did that phone call help? I don't know. but Well, I actually need to ask him that because I don't know. I just remember thinking, it's day five. They were supposed to call day four. It's day five. And yeah. I was, like, just waiting on that moment. And I thought, you know what? I'm calling them because yeah. I want it so bad. All he can say is no. I think that as All business he can owners, say is no. like, they appreciate that. I think yeah. that there's a lot more people, like, if you can just kind of like show that initiative show that you want it I think that I don't know I think there's more opportunity there for, for people sure like that. for sure we need people who are you know driven um and who want to be at the top and I just was like oh my gosh I want to be in there I want to be like you know at the time I had interviewed with Regina I thought I just want to be just like her she's so fun and you know she's killing it and I, I just I want to be her I want to yeah. be like a mini Regina I was like she was my mentor and still is to this day and I just remember the first time meeting her she, I felt like I'd known her for a long time and I was like this is where I want to be. Yeah. This is where I want to hang out. This is where I want to work. 
this is a good environment to yeah. be in. And I think that the things that you've listed as far as what you were looking for in the salon is what everyone needs to look for. You need to look for a place that you feel comfortable, that you feel connected. Um, if you go in for your interview and it seems a little bit off, it's probably not a right fit for you. And like, even, you know, when you come in and talk to the students, you know that every student is not a good fit for Blaza. Blaza is sure. not a good fit for them either. Right. Like it's not going to give them right. their fullest potential either. So I think that it's just, we have to be honest about the conversation and say like, you either fit or you don't. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And it's not bad for either side That's to have right. those feelings. It's nice. You just don't want to waste your time. Exactly. And still to this day, when we hire new people, you know, after a few weeks, I'm like, hmm, I either need to see them make a turn and like yeah. they're really going to want it or they are going to weed themselves out. And really, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, I hate for them to waste their time here right. and waste our time because right. it's not a good fit for either one, yeah. like you said. Yeah, so totally. So what can a student, if they're coming in out of beauty school, what does it look like for them as a stylist at Blaza? What is, is it six months, is it a year? Like, what can they expect, like, day one and on? Because I kind of want to okay. give an idea of a high-end salon. Yeah. Um, it's not you getting out of school, getting a chair, being, like, so Instagram famous, and now all of a sudden you're making a ton of money. Like, that's not how it goes. So Sadly, what is the reality of what to expect out of beauty school? Um, Okay, well, being that I did not have social media or a hair Instagram page (laughs) for the longest, some of the best people in the industry don't even have social media. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Um, But I, um, I think what you're looking, what we are looking for now, and what. Like when you come in, it's about, it really is all depends on the individual. It took me a little bit longer because, um, you know, I couldn't get my models in. And now I see how important that is. And like, again, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of finishing all these classes, we have about 40 classes. So when you come in, you're going to start taking classes um, every Monday, but one on the in the month. And um, you're going to have an opportunity to test out with those classes on models that you've learned. And it really depends on you. If you get your models in and you haven't missed a day and you haven't missed a model and you're on time, I mean, it could be as quick as four months. Wow. To get okay. a day on the floor. Yeah. Um, it can also be as long as two years. Most people have probably given up by then. Yeah. Because, you know, it is a lot of pressure to feel that. But we also are looking for you. If you can't bring models in, how can you bring in a client? Right. You know? Yeah. like. If you're not posting your work on social media, how can you even do your work? So these models could be your work, and you can show people your work, when you're, especially when you're just starting out. And that is such a good um, forum to have and a place to be able to dis, you know, display your ideas and what you're creating because I'm really not trying to build my business from social media, but still to this day, if I post a nice blonde, I might get a new client from that. Yeah, and that's so, worth it. I mean, that free post to be is new. Worth it to I thought, that. oh my gosh, to be new and to be starving for clients, I'd be all over that. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I think we're just you need to come in with the expectations of you have to put the work in to grow. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it took me about a year to get a day on the floor and about two years to be full time. And about year three, I already had moved up. Yeah. And that's the important thing to know um, is that it's not a fast thing. It's not you getting a chair right away. You're sweeping the floor. You're working. You're assisting. So what does assisting or your associate program um, look like? What can somebody expect to be doing on a normal day there? Um, So when you're assisting for us in the salon, um, you are, when you're doing hands-on for another client, um, my best advice is to always treat that client like your client because it may be that you're a client one day. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients who used to be somebody else's client just because we filter out, because we grow, our prices may change, whatever. So when you're doing a blow dry or applying a base color 
or shampooing, which are the three major things you would be doing when you're touching the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have to give it your best. You know, so we're looking for you to clean applications. Um, you're not highlighting. You're not cutting. You may prep somebody for an updo and curling iron their hair, but you're not doing the pinning or setting the finish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there may be a day where it's really busy in the salon and you apply the base color, the stylish shampoo set, and you may finish the blowout after the cut. So, you know, you're touching people. You are touching people a lot. So you're not just sweeping and being the background and the back, um, the backbone for us. You're also hands-on in there just like a stylist. So that's what you make of it. For me, the minute I got to touch somebody, I loved it. And I thought, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. I'm not a sweeper. I'm not an assistant. I'm a hairdresser. And yeah. so I loved it. And I made a connection with people. And then, you know, I thought, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to fake it and we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And when I'm finished, you might remember me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody calls in, you can come to see me. Yeah. Um, so that's what I try to mentor my people right now is like, you know what? I know that it feels like you're working for me when you're doing a base color, but really you're working for yourself because mm-hmm. this is your time to make a connection and do a clean application, get to know this person. Um, so I feel like if you love people, I mean, that's what we need. We need yeah. so we need somebody to come in there who want to talk to people. If you're a hairdresser, you need to be able to have a conversation with somebody. I see a lot of people who are very timid, who have a hard time, you know, communicating, and that for the person sitting in the chair who maybe wants to strike up a conversation can be, you know, a little bland, a little boring. You know, you need to have a personality. I mean, 80% of the reason people come back to you is not because their haircut is even. Right. It's because they have fun. Yeah, and it makes the client maybe feel, like, unwelcome if they're like, oh, why don't they want to talk to me? You know, like, I'm here, I'm spending my money. Why don't they want to have that conversation? I don't feel welcome. And that's, like, the worst feeling. Yes, that's important, too. Yes. Smiley faces, for sure. And these are all things, like I said, that students need to be ready for and need to know before they choose this industry. Because if that's something that you're going to struggle with, like, start working on it now. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's going to be uncomfortable when you're in the salon. Like, you've got to get over that. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. And I also feel like, too, once you're with us, um, so once you've taken several classes, like maybe, let's say, two or three color, two or three cutting, and maybe an updo class. Then you have the opportunity um, with Michael or Regina to test out on your model. You have to complete a color, full highlight, and a haircut in three hours. And if you pass all the requirements for what we're looking for, no bleeders, clean lines, a nice finish, and also having a conversation with your client the whole time, then you have reins to get a day on the floor. And normally it's a Saturday, which is a great day for call-ins. So that's a way for you to build a clientele so that's kind of how your first day is you, you know then from there when that day gets like two or three four maybe five repeats and we start seeing oh look these people are coming back to you then you get another day and that's how you grow awesome. until you get your five days yeah and but you I would must... say to be full-time takes about a year and a half it could be faster it could be slower yeah depends on the individual and you guys are very honest and open about this so I love that this is a salon that like you guys want to know or want to let the stylist know what to expect coming into this it's not like a secret and then they get in there and you're like oh by the way like this is all very open you know like it's an open conversation and and I think it it has to be that way so I think that like what you guys are doing is really incredible and I think that it's a great opportunity for anybody that can fit into that again this the person has to fit there just as much as you need to fit with them and so I think that you know finding somebody that can do that I mean it's a great it's a great place to be lots of opportunity not always easy I mean it is challenging sometimes to find models 
Um, but you know, that's what the education team is there for. That's what your mentors like myself is there for is to help you. You Mm -hmm. know, we have a lot of connections. We have a lot of clients. We can usually find you somebody that wants a free color. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, I feel like they need to, you know, utilize that toolbox for sure. And so that's what I did. I'd be like, I need a help. I can't find a model, you know? So, I mean, thank goodness, again, there's still no social media, and I still found my models. Right, so, I'm like, exactly. you know, to be on the other side of that once you've gone through it is so rewarding. And once you complete that, you're so proud of yourself that you're like, wow, I did it. I went through the tough stuff, and, you know, now I'm ready to make some money yeah. and grow and have a clientele. Yeah. yeah. So, I want to talk to you kind of about what you have done um, over your time there because you are an educator, but you also have um, been able to travel um, a lot and you've got to travel all over the world with this company. So, I want to kind of talk to you about what you've done, um, okay. how often you're traveling now as being a stylist that's been at this salon for 15 years. You know, what opportunities have you been given and how does that help you um, as a stylist here? I mean, do you think that being in other salons, training with other stylists, do you think that that's important for people to keep doing? Maybe if there's somebody that's listening that is in the industry, has been in the industry, kind of feels like it's stale, is that something that helps you to go away and to see something different? Absolutely. I will say that as I have grown, especially like monetarily in the salon, like as my as my prices have grown, I feel like if I wasn't investing into my career and spending the money to travel and learn new techniques, why would my clientele invest in me? So, you know, a lot of times I've even had somebody recently say to me, what else can you learn? Yeah. And I thought, what else can I not learn? Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Did you just say this, that? You're like, this is but always I was like, changing. I mean, you know, hairdressing, you can never master it. You're trying to be a master at it, but you right. can never master it. So um, I have been very blessed with travel. And if there's an opportunity and I was not, like, on maternity to leave or getting married, I'm like, I feel like I've been there. Yeah. So, um so. so my first, well, actually, you know what? My first big trip was Washington, D.C., and that is part of an incentive to finish um, the assistant program. Once you complete it, Marwan and Regina do treat you to an academy. Right now it is Goldwell because we are a Goldwell salon, and that is in the Meatpacking District in New York, and it's amazing. I just went there and finished my Master Colorist um, Level 1 um, awesome. training. Yeah, so now I'm... A certified master color technician with Goldwell so I have two more to be like the master master but I'm on my way so um, so that was Washington and that was with Graham Webb and from there I've been definitely to New York several times Paris I did studied under Alexander de Paris Academy he styled um, hair for Audrey Hepburn he styled hair for the Emperor of China his what? wife like he's so famous in France like it was almost hard for us to wrap our head around that, and yeah. I was still really young, and I was kind of like, all I hear is Paris. I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got there, and I thought their respect and the passion for hair, definitely, I, I grew from that trip. Yeah. I really did. And it was really hard, really hard. I was definitely the weakest link in, link in there, and we didn't speak the language, but that was amazing. And then we recently were in Rome. And we did um, the Goldwell Pure Pigment class, and that was phenomenal. And then, you know, just the culture and just, change, you know, seeing different things and seeing the passion from different countries or cities, it makes you appreciate it so much more. So to bring that back to Tennessee, to Knoxville, you just are so much more respectful, I think, of your industry mm-hmm. and so proud of it. And then, you know, your clients are excited. They're like, where are you going? What are you learning? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have to do this new color. I learned in Rome, only in Rome, you know, get it now in Tennessee, um, on your hair today. And they get excited. Yeah. So, you know, as I'm like, 
you know, my prices are, are about to change again. And so they're like, uh, what? And I'm like, but I've also invested, like, think, you know, I've invested so much money. It's not cheap to travel to take these, you know, amazing classes. I mean, any career class I feel like outside of Knoxville ranges from $500 to $5,000. Mm-hmm. And I've spent both. I've been in both almost. So um, probably one of my, like, best claim to fame is I feel like I studied under Sharon Blaine three times. And she is an Australian hairdresser who has won Australian Hairdresser of the Year a lot. And Educator of the Year several times. Um, I mean, every time I've came to TSB and taught an update class, I'm always like, follow her, follow her. Her work is amazing. Um, So that, just all those things put together in a bucket is like, I mean, I'm like, even talking about it right now, I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited about that. Like, and I'm lucky that I work for a company that has, you know, have the opportunity to do that. I would never have done that on my own. Yeah. If I did, it would have probably been less because somebody booked it for me, somebody planned it for me, and I just showed up. Yeah. You know? So, that is a blessing. Um, that definitely, if you like to travel, you will def. I mean, once you get the bug for it, it's like once you learn a class or once you learn from a different city and you've been somewhere, you're like, I, I need more of that. Yeah. You're thirsty for it. Definitely. And you just, so I definitely try to travel at least twice a year, sometimes more if it's like closer by, but usually I'll try to do New York once or twice because it's easy to get there. It's easy yeah. for me to keep up with my people at home. Um, we try to do international every two years. Yeah. I've missed a few of those trips because I have little ones. Um, but I mean, we—I think they're trying to plan Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. Because I was really like, "Well, how do I get in on this trip? I how do I go to Singapore right? with you guys? We probably um, need a podcast. I'm I sure think in so. Singapore. I feel like we need. To, I feel like I just need to be there. Like, I want to show up at the airport on <laughs> the day you guys are leaving. Me like, we're on here. I am. Hi. Yeah, we hear Mike. Exactly. <laughs> like Regina. Hi. I'm right next to you, girl. <laughs> I like, love it. No, I but I think it. it's important. I think that that is it one is. thing that a lot of people miss. Is like, it is so easy to get stale like that in like this industry. Like, yes. you have to keep learning. And I think that, like you said, when you go to New York City or you go somewhere else and you're in class with different stylists from all over the world, like, that motivates you to be like, yes, I'm, like, in little Knoxville, Tennessee, but I'm still doing good hair. And I want to be the most educated person in the area so that, you know, I have something to bring to the table. So I think that that, that's important. I think it might not be the first thing you think of when you go to beauty school. I mean, that might not have even been in your mind. Probably not at all. That this would even be an opportunity. But, like, that is so important and where you can go. Um, Do you think that, like, being, like, a platform artist, anything like that, is that ever anything that you've thought about doing? Or are you, like, good? When I first started my career, I thought, gosh, I would love to. Like, I went to a hair and I thought, I want to be that guy over there cutting that hair with the razor, like, slinging hair left and right (laughs) on stage with the mic. That is so me. (laughs) Um, But now I'm like, maybe, you know, I mean, I'm in such a different place in life. I'm married with two little girls. I'm like, maybe down the road, but I can't see myself doing that right now. Yeah. But would I love it? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I would love it. And so right now I feel like the only platform I have for that is teaching at Beleza. And so when I do teach... I'm very passionate about it. I love it so much. I want everybody to feel the same way I do, and they don't, and that's yeah. okay. But I'm like, it is probably the one thing that keeps me really, really motivated. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I think it, I love it so much. And I started teaching really early on in my career. I mean, I started, let's see, I started at Blaze in 2004. I started teaching in 2008 or nine. Pretty wow. early on. Oh my I gosh. Mean, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I you told Regina, I want to be a teacher. How do I do it? And she said, you have to sit in every Monday for class for six months. 
that was a sacrifice, yeah. but I did it. So I'm like, wow. it was hard, but I'm like, I'm glad I did it because I'm like, that was definitely my favorite thing. It's definitely been my favorite thing on the other side yeah. of beauty school. And she yeah. loves education so much. We, she we did that podcast with her. Um, if you haven't listened yet, um, listen to Regina and Marwan's podcast, Owners of Blaza, because it's incredible. But you'll hear her passion for education as well. Like that is something she's so passionate about. And I think that for you to be able to also mix up your time, for you to be like, yes, I'm behind the chair, but then I also get to teach. Like I think that that helps yeah. Silas not to get burnt out. Like there right. is so much burnout in this industry and just like wanting to be done with it. You yeah. know, being behind the chair with the same clients, with you know, it can yeah. kind of get it gets stuck repetitive. on repeat. Yeah. Um. So I think that like you still. getting to mix it up by doing different things, being an educator as well, is so important. And then I think it helps you keep the culture of Beleza as well because you're teaching those classes. You've been there for so long. I think that then it, I don't know, it just kind of keeps the reputation a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I do feel out. like that is a reputation that we. I hope that we still carry in town, and I believe we do. Is Beleza is known for you when you start working there. You have to take classes, you know, because I mean, unless you have been to all the places I've been and seen how important that is, you yeah. just don't know that really coming out of beauty school. So to understand it and to be able to accept it, it is such a reward in the long run. Yeah, and I did not understand that, and you know, until I started working there, and I thought, wow, you know, well, I'm working with some of the best hairdressers in yeah. the country in small little Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee, and I'm learning from them, and I'm absorbing it all. Yeah, so I was just up their butts. Yeah, like, I just couldn't get enough of it in the beginning. You yeah. know, I was just like, I want to be at everything we did, everything extra we did in the community. Fashion shows, I was right in the pot. I yeah. wanted to be right there doing it. Yeah. Well, and that pays off for you because I think that for you just sure. have more opportunity after that. But I've talked to so many people um, that are like international that are like, no, I've heard about Knoxville with hair. And it's crazy. That's awesome. Um, I think it's just like there's this something going on. And I've talked to people that are really, really big artists that are like, what is going on in Knoxville, Tennessee? Like, we're like meeting people at classes or we're, you know, like in other, you know, things together. And I think it's so awesome that we just kind of have this. This thing happening that like That's maybe might great. be under the radar but yeah. I think that it's true that like it's easy like even if you talk about a bigger city so if we talk about Nashville you know there are those few salons that we've heard of that we follow on Instagram or whatever but like I don't know there's just like not as many salons that are doing really well or these stylists that are really killing it I mean it's kind of across the board tons of different salons are just are making it and yeah. it's, it's being able to charge you know what you guys are charging yeah. and it's it's awesome so it really is fun so and again I do think it's all about just as an individual what do you want what are you hungry for what are you thirsty for how hard are you willing to work for it yeah because you're not going to come in ma- making that or starting out at this top level but you want it so you have to be patient and you have to let it happen yeah you know because I'm seeing a lot of our new people come in and they're like I want to be just like you want to start like you know be busy how'd you get to be that busy I'm like I had to work my butt off yeah to get there exactly. you know it, I didn't I had to pass out free haircut cards <laughs> thousands of them yeah I had to talk to people I had to put myself out there I was at everything when there was something going on so I'm like you have to be willing to work to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably got to be one of the biggest challenges that you see. I was going to ask you earlier when we were talking about this, like what is the one thing that you see from students that start, or not students, stylists that start um, at the salon, you know, what's the one thing that they're hung up on or that you're like, I really wish I could just snap my fingers and make them understand or see like this thing. Um, I think for me or kind of what I've observed at other salons as well is just like the time. Um, I think that you have to be willing to give a little bit more of your time sometimes um, that you have to be willing to work. I think a lot of times it's hard to get 
40 hours out of someone, let mm-hmm. alone, okay, it's 40 hours, but then we have this extra thing we're doing. Yeah. And you're not going to get paid for it, but you get to be a part of this. Those are kind of the, the things that I, I feel like there's a gap maybe uh, missing there. Is that kind of what you've seen? Yes. I feel like they come in with this, like, everything's on fast mode. You know, everything you can do, you can have right there at the touch of your hand, yeah. touch of your phone. So the patience is so, I feel like they just, you know, and it's been so long since I've been in that position that I'm like, what's wrong with them? You yeah. know, like, why do you, you know, why are you not understanding that I had to beat all these classes too? And yeah. I was just like you. And, you know, I was at the bottom, you know, I was a starving artist, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you have to put the work in. If not, when you put the work out there, it's not going to be good work. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we do have a reputation and our reputation is good work. We don't want to see you coming back in because there's a flaw. It needs to be flawless. Right. And that's our, you know, that's our objective. So I feel like if you're coming into this industry with the expectations of I'm going to be at the top, I'm going to be making, you know, six figures, then that's a joke. Yeah. I mean, because just like a lawyer or a doctor, you come out, you have loans, you have this, you have to do your clinicals. This is the same type of like, you know, idea. I'm like, you come in, you have to put in your models. Your models are your practice. You know, beauty school is your foundation. Doing something like an apprentice program is like getting your master's in hairdressing. Yeah, and it's necessary. I feel like if you want to be a if you want to be a business major, that's great. Or do you want to be a master in business? Do you know what I mean? So it's like you got to go the extra step. Right. Nobody's doing their MBA going. I'm not making any money. They're going. I'm going to make money one day. Right. But I got to put the work in. Yeah. So it is the exact same thing. It's like a four year degree. Two. You know, a year or two of beauty school, a year or two building your career, and then boom, the rest is up to you. Yeah. You know. And I get it. I I love the passion of like wanting to be successful and wanting to get out there. Like it's just a hard thing to explain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the time that it's going to take you to get there, and then I see people that get frustrated. I know you've seen this as well. People that get frustrated, they quit. Then they quit the industry completely because they couldn't make it through a program that was like, all you have to do is make it a little bit farther and you have your chair, you're a stylist. Like, I think, I mean, every salon, if there's not continuing education, you're at the wrong place. I think that like, there's just no, I don't care what beauty school you've gone to. I don't think that you're 100% ready to just jump out and go, you know, take on the world. I just don't think that that's there. I mean, would you let a doctor perform surgery if he'd never practiced? Right. I mean, one year. (laughs) I mean, it's great. Would you let somebody clean your teeth if they've never cleaned teeth before? (laughs) But it's not, it's just like not recognized as that level. And it's just one thing that I really try yeah. to like make them understand. I and mean, we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Marwan about it. Like, what do we need to talk about when you come in? And I'm like, what to expect? Like, because it's just that they come in and it's it's pretty and it's shiny, it's new, and they're so relieved that they're not and that they have a job exactly, mm-hmm. and that they're so excited that they're like not in traditional college or they're not miserable anymore. But it's mm-hmm. like, yes, this is exciting, but like. It's going to take a minute. It's still a career. Yeah. Like, you have to put in the time. Yeah, it's not your day job. Yeah. It's not serving. It's not, you know, I mean, it's not like you're just answering telephone calls all day. I mean, this is your career. Yeah. And the grass is only green where you water it. Yeah. And Namar out told me that when I was about (laughs) 25, and I was like... Um, so yeah, I need to make more money and I need this and I need this. And he was like, um, okay, uh, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, and he told me that one day, I remember sitting down with him and I, I don't remember even what I wanted. Who knows? Probably I was like, I, I want to raise or I want this. I was always on him about something. And I said, um, and he was like, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I thought I've heard that before. Whatever. Yeah. You know, but I was in there like, uh-huh. And he was like, but the grass is green where you water it. And for some reason, ever since that day, he said, that I will never forget those words because that is so much truth yeah. that it is it's unbelievable yeah. so 
I mean, if you water your grass well, it will come. I yeah. mean, your success will happen, but it has to be up to you. Yeah. Really, this is, a, this is a great, I feel like, also, like, career where if you truly want the most out of it, you can have it. Definitely. And I kind of brag on you for a little bit with you bringing that up. So um, you're working in the salon um, three days a week. Well, three and four days a week. So you're kind of back and forth um, each week. But um, you worked really hard to get to that place where you're earning an income that can let you you know, do that. That's the benefit. Like at this point, now you have kids when before starting, you did not. Now you need to be home with them. And there is kind of that work-life yes. balance. Um, it also helps to work for a company that values that and for wants sure. to give that to you. So you're actually able to do like wedding hair and makeup outside of Beleza. So that's another thing that um, yeah. a lot of students are looking for as well. So I do have the um, availability to freelance. Yep. And I do, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of that for events in town. Like I do a lot of what I call, like, you know, um, hairdresser on the go. Yeah. Like, like, I'll have a client, you know. Now, when you've been dressing hair for somebody for almost 15 years, they're your friend. They're yeah. more than your client. Right. They're your buddy. It, mm-hmm. It's like, I'd be hard to, like, leave them one day. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, they'll call me, Brooke, you know, I, you, I can't get in with you on Friday. Are you off? What's happening? Can you come to my house? Okay, I'll make a house call. Like, But, yeah. you know, you love it. When you do it on your day off. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, and so, but it did take me a long, that was goals though. I will say, I did go to Marwan and I said, you know what, where can I, this is where I want to be in two years, how do I get there? Mm-hmm. So, you can't just expect us to come to you and say, what are your goals? Yeah. We, I mean, we might, but we also need you to have your own goals and right. tell us what they are and we'll help you get to them. Yeah. So, he was really good about leading me in that and, you know, and like, I want to have kids, but I don't want to be here all the time. I want to have a balance. And Mm -hmm. so I'll share people my, you know, I'll tell them what my um, schedule is. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's amazing. But I worked my butt off again to get there. (laughs) You know what I mean? And maybe one day when they're both in school, I'll be behind the chair more. My clients would love that. So if they're they're listening, I'm like, don't get your hopes up. Um, (laughs) And every now and again, I'll pop in a Saturday, but I don't even work Saturdays. I haven't worked Saturdays in probably six years. It's a a dream. I mean, that's amazing. And those are the things that you worked like. I work, I was like, extra how hours. do I get a Saturday off? Yeah. <laughs> that was one small goal that led to all the Saturdays. Yeah. Off. But I think it's good for you to show the girls. It is. I mean, like, it's good for them to see that you are able to be successful yeah. and to bring in the money that you're bringing in, as well as, like, still being a mom, still being able to be at all the things. Yeah. Um, I think that that, for, like, most of us, you know, moms out there, like, that is what we want. We want to be able to do it all. We want to, like, do everything that we can do. But it's it's important to show them, too. Yeah. Um. Are there any chances of them coming to beauty school? Are either of them interested in what you're doing at all? Let's say my seven-year-old rarely combs her hair. (laughs) And my three-year-old has like a baby afro. Oh, I know, but it's so cute. (laughs) It's the cutest afro. Oh, my God, I love it so so much. So, like, as of right now, I don't think so. (laughs) You're like, where are they different? However, there might be some hope because I saw one of the Barbies with shorter hair, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Barbie, did you? I did, Mom. I gave her some bangs, and I was like, and it begins. <laughs> How were the bangs? Were they real short? Were they, well, like, almost just yeah, almost they were, all gone? they were bad. First, I thought, did she take the ponytail out, and they were just sticking up? I mean, I was kind of like, mm, if, you gel, if you gel them to the side, they could work. <laughs> that is awesome. I love so, that. So, yeah, who knows? 
friends. You never know. Maybe. Possibly. I can't wait. I just want to be the one to enroll them if that happens. I'm like, Please possibly. let me be that person. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still here, you will be. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, thank you so much to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at Tan School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby and visit our website, beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our podcasts. Um, if you're listening on Apple, you can find it um, in the podcast app. If you're listening on Google, make sure you are searching for Beauty School Bobby. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.